live on Junkhead. We've got Cody from Morristown. What's up, Cody? What up, boy? Oh, man, we're just fucking chilling like a villain over here. It's Friday, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Friday. We're old, so we're inside podcasting. It's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These yeah, goddamn at, kids. We're the old fuddy-duddies now. Get off my lawn. That's what we are. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I'll go on record. Being old is kind of nice. Like, I, I don't miss, like, being youthful. Like, my 20s suck, so, like... I, I'm looking forward to my 30s being a, a much more positive experience. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much the same way, bro. Like, my 20s were pretty, you know, pretty quiet, you know, aside from the last, you know, year, year and a half when uh, my girlfriend and I started talking. But, like, after my 18th birthday, it's like, fuck, what do I have left? Oh, my 21st birthday, I can legally buy alcohol. Cool. And then after that, it's like, fuck, what else is left? Oh, 25, I can get a rental car. Cool. And then after that, it's like, fuck, what do I have now? Like, birthdays. What is there to look forward to? Exactly. (laughs) Like, what I feel it, dude. What is there now, bro? (laughs) Well, and it's, it becomes like, I, I, I noticed like a certain thing very quickly, like, even with like, you brought up like the 21 thing. Did you notice this? Like, and I think it's because like, we kind of grew up in an area where like nobody really gave a shit if we like drank underage but yeah. like by the time like 21 came around like it was like okay this is cool i can buy beer and then just kind of got bored with it pretty quickly yeah i mean honestly after the first time of buying beer being 21 it was like it lost its luster immediately i'm like well i did that i'm like now it's just casually you go to a sports bar it's like hey can i have a beer like the specialties, like gone <laughs> for sure, dude. For sure. Like I, I to to give like a, a reference to that in mine life. Like when I started like dating the girl that I was with when I lived up in Columbus, we like I turned twenty one, and I remember I went and like I think we went to a bar that night, and then like a couple of days later, I bought like a six pack from the gas station. Yeah. Took it home, had half of a beer and was just like, this is kind of fucking stupid. And then just didn't (laughs) drink for like three years. Yeah. No, you're (laughs) not wrong, bro. Like you're not wrong at all. It's just like, honestly, the only time I would ever drink would be if I went out to a sports bar or if I went out to a Browns game because I had season tickets with uh, Matt, Alex and his dad. I feel it. Yeah. Like we would go to Browns games, tailgate get wasted, cry when the Browns play like shit. We, you know, have tears in our beer, bro. Like, that's the only time, like, legitimately, the only time I would drink was that. I feel, well, and shout out to the Browns for fucking doing well this season, man, so far. <laughs> so far, bro. Um, the game last Sunday was not pretty at all. Uh I pretty much anticipated that. I I thought Pittsburgh would beat the shit out of us. The optimist fan in me was like, nah, we're going to wipe the floor with the Steelers. But the realist fan that knows the Browns were like, nah, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Big Ben's just going to tear our asses up. Dude, it blows my mind that man still plays football. He didn't even play that good, bro. Like, it wasn't even him that did it. Like, they held him to under 200 yards passing, I believe. Like, he didn't even torch the Browns. It was just... 
What was the cause? Just the Steelers front seven, bro. Like they were on Baker Mayfield's ass. Like Ooh. Browns couldn't run, couldn't throw because Mayfield's trash. Like bad. Dude, I, I th- this is like because I've it's kind of weird. I've been like slowly getting back into sports after like taking a break. And like my first big thing is I watch I've been getting back into like the NBA and I like watch the playoffs and shit like that. Um, you got a lot of stars in the NBA, bro. Giannis Ankatempo or however Dude, the fuck that's you... what I'm saying. The Greek freak, bro. But whatever his crazy Greek ass name is, that boy can ball, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, bro, I get back into football after like being gone, and I would, you know, watch the Super Bowl shit like that. But I haven't like kept up with it, and this has yeah. been my like first year really going at it. And the Browns are fucking good this year, man. It kind of made me shit a brick. I was like, oh, oh, fuck, what's gonna happen here? Bro, it's 2020. This is just par for the course. Like, this just sums up the year. (laughs) That's why I'm saying, like, 2020 Browns going to win the Super Bowl, dog. Like, what else could fucking happen? Like, we've already had COVID. Now the Browns are good. Like, this year's wild. (laughs) Dude, that is so true. (laughs) Just February 2021, just calling my dude up just like bro you called this shit the whole year bro like yeah you bro it. browns in tampa bay playing at raymond james stadium in a super bowl dog <laughs> <laughs> and how perfect would it be if they played the buccaneers and faced tom brady in tampa bay and beat his ass in front of his home fucking crowd that would be <laughs> that would be amazing you would break that town in half. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, well, you know that they'd be like, oh, man, we got fucking Brady this year. We got our ball rolling. This man's unstoppable in the playoffs. Well, fuck, we just got taken out by the Browns. What the fuck do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, people act like Brady carries the Bucks, and he really doesn't because he's old, like. He's 41, 42 years old. Like, their defense is nasty as fuck. Like, Tampa Bay's got a good squad, but people's like, yeah, man, they're going to be Super Bowl champs. It's like, nah, bro, they're not. <laughs> like, I mean, you still got the Saints. You got the fucking Seahawks in the NFC. You got the fucking Packers. I mean, you got the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers, not the Packers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, their entire team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real, for real. I mean, my favorite personally is like Seattle to come out of the NFC. Like Seattle's fucking good. They are looking pretty solid. That's for Seattle's sure. Seattle's good, and I just think Russell Wilson is a fucking stud. Like, yeah, he's my, favorite, he's my favorite quarterback in the league, bro. Like, he's fucking amazing. Dude, also random side like knowledge, but like obviously, like this was like a long time ago, but like future dated Sierra, and then like she ended up with Russell Wilson. And, like, you saying Russell Wilson made me think of future. And, like, there was a great moment this year where on Valentine's Day on Twitter, he thanked all, like, 14 of his different baby mamas. (laughs) So it's just, like, 30 different tweets of him, like, Shauna, I love you. The way you raise our child is incredible. I'm always inspired. Trisha? You move my soul. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my these- God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're just like, this, like Mambo number five. Like, got all these <laughs> fucking women on speed dial, bro. <laughs> like, 
got a little bit of Monica in his life, a little bit of Erica by his side. Dude, like, like, uh, like I to think about like all time lady getters and like celebrity, you know, because you have like future, but then you have like Derek Jeter, like he would like hook up with babes in New York City and like they yeah. would go to his penthouse and they would like get a gift bag from the concierge as they left the place. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the shit was wild, man. <laughs> I, I don't think people really truly appreciate how wild like the late 90s, early 2000s were in sports. Because like you had like the ends of the Dennis Rodman era, then John Rocker starts popping off with all the John shit. fucking Rocker, oh my god. You're really That's, throwing a name out there now. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, man. That's when you got the fucking, uh, the bald dude is like Don Zimmer, Mike Zimmer charging the mound on Pedro Martinez, and he throws him to the ground. Yeah, like, Pedro damn. fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the, the John Green starting the fight uh, in Detroit with Ron Artest. Yes. Yeah, the brawl at the palace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still remember the fan was on the court and the I can't remember the basketball player. Dude, he just stuck him in his fucking mouth and just dropped him where he was standing. Oh, I I, I, I think that might have been Steven Jackson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but I but I, I know because like he, he the fan does not see him and he just lay out, launches like a haymaker. Yeah, just... dude. He one hitter quitter, just boom. <laughs> Put him down for a dirt nap. <laughs> for real bro dude I it was so wild the fan Go threw the beer and ron artest stands up and charges up and that black woman just stands there just <laughs> like she was terrified she's like oh my god <laughs> he just ran up there and beat his ass <laughs> <laughs> bro the early 2000s were fucking wild bro Oh, God. Oh, dude. A another one. Uh, Kellen Winslow's locker room antics. I'm a fucking soldier. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kellen Winslow. And ironically, who drafts him? The fucking Browns. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, I saw him gunning for my legs, but I'm going to come right back at him. I'm a fucking soldier. Like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> God. Oh, man. That uh, I, I, for the podcast listeners that got to live through that time, I know that you're just like sitting there with like a, just a sweet grin of nostalgia is like, oh, like yeah. that, like just all that chaos <laughs> that was just unfurled upon us. And like that, like five to 10 year span. Bro. I mean, it, un unreal, dude. It's fucking nuts, man. It was ridiculous speaking of uh rodman i recently watched the the jordan documentary the last dance i've meant to watch that i've never gotten around to it though bro can i go off for a second i got a little hey. rant for this shit hey bro pipe off so it, it's it's cool as fuck i mean obviously it's michael jordan and you get all this behind the scenes access to you know what his life was like but there's a couple of things that really stuck out to me on this uh, on this uh, documentary. One of them is, 
I mean, we talked about it before, but I'll say it again. Like Dennis Rodman in like the mid to late nineties was a fucking wild man. Fuck. Yeah, he was bro. And they yeah. had an entire episode of that like document. Cause it's like a whole series. It's like 12 episodes. And one of them's just on Dennis Rodman. I mean, you could have a whole series on Dennis Rodman <laughs> for sure, dude. Like, and like, I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So to set the scene with like the Dennis Rodman one, I shit you not one of like, like how like, cause like, it's like the episode before it really starts to talk about Dennis Rodman. And then it yeah. kind of goes into the next episode, which is all about him and how they end that first episode that talks about him is you see him leave. Like, uh, I think it's the Chicago bulls arena. But my man is wearing uh, like uh, Pele, uh, not uh, guest jeans <laughs> with like some old school, like kind of like combat boots things. Yeah. A leather jacket with no shirt on underneath of it. This so sounds like Rod, bro. Oh, trust me. He then, wa- and, and you're, you're watching this, all this get filmed. And like my man's like, you can tell like he doesn't really realize that he's being filmed, but he's on this like doc. Or maybe it was like a thing where he's like, well, this isn't going to come out until fucking ages. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psych. He opens the jacket pocket is walking into the parking lot, pops a natty light that was in his jacket pocket, just chugs it, and then hops on his Harley and drives away. (laughs) That is so Dennis Rodman style. That's just perfect. Dude, that is perfect. Yeah, and you're watching it like, okay, yeah, par for the course. This is exactly what I expect. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's got his own little persona, bro. Like, he could come out in a big furry fucking chinchilla coat. It's like, yep, Dennis Rodman, bro. That's That's his. It's his vibe. Yeah, dude. (laughs) So, I mean, like, that is spectacular. Um, It also kind of proves how much of a whining twat that Scottie Pippen is. Because the majority of Scottie Pippen's, like, place in the documentary... His big thing is like, well, I didn't get to be a star in the way that I thought that I could because Michael was all around. And because of Michael being all around, the Bulls did not pay me very much money. And because of that, I do not have the longstanding money that Michael does. And it's like, bro, you are sitting in like a clearly like $750,000 hole. Right. Like what? Like I understand you're not MJ loaded, but nobody really is, with the exception won- of like Bezos. Yeah, like you won six fucking titles, bro. Like <laughs> for real. we know you got some, you got some fucking some money. Like come on. yeah. So so you have like that, but my my favorite, and they've actually talked about this online. Like you can like look it up. Michael Jordan the way they film this is you're seeing like a lot of like shots of like him when he's younger, stuff like that. And then it cuts to Jordan in his living room in like a chair. 
and he's kind of discussing the footage that you just saw or kind of giving a behind the, the scenes look or take by it uh, about it. Excuse me. Yeah. He's also drinking $1,800 a bottle tequila while he's doing it. Ooh. Somebody went through the entire documentary and started recording the fill lines of him it going the bottle getting filled and the glass getting filled and then it getting unfilled and like it's filled with ice and stuff like that and figured out that during the course of this thing he drank like 52 glasses of tequila holy shit bro a hundred percent serious <laughs> michael jordan has puffy yellow alcoholic eyes god he's a full-on drunk now How's he still breathing, bro? Like, I smell tequila and I want to fall over. Bro, I don't even know. I don't that even is know. Insane. And, like, it's, it's kind of sad because, like, I don't think it was, like, what they intended to show. But if you really pay attention to it, you get the vibe of, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not the world's most famous athlete in the more anymore so i just fucking hate myself and i just drink and i'm just pissed off and like it's it's a fucking i'm so surprised the disney channel did it because it's way too saucy for anything other like disney channel related it's doesn't he he also have like a lot of gambling debt too like wasn't he a big time gambler Mm -hmm. oh yeah like, I'm sure that definitely contributed into his drinking that he's doing now. Because I'm sure he I, I could see that. a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Well, and the you remember the Hitler mustache in, like, the 2000s? No. <gasps> okay, I will screen share so you can see this. No. I don't think right. I remember this. All right, let me pull it up. So, it was for the Haynes commercial that he yeah. was doing. But my man, like... <laughs> I guess got like, I don't know, wild with his uh, fashion sense, I guess. So, I screen share. Can you see that? Oh my God. <laughs> what in the fuck is that? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know it's and funny the- because i've seen bro like all the times we've seen those commercials i never once looked at his fucking mustache bro <laughs> oh me too i i wow. had to have somebody pointed out but it's like how did you not like have what a friend who is just like you hey man you know you can't do that right right like are you fucking serious <laughs> wow that is oh, insane. Man. I had never seen that. <laughs> it's so fucked up, dude. Wow. So Hitler didn't really die then in World War II. He took the pill to turn into Michael Jordan, like in the future. It's basically <laughs> what dude. That is, that is exactly Junkhead is sponsoring the theory that Hitler is now Michael Jordan. <laughs> we have the biggest tinfoil hats on right now. For sure, for like sure. Like you in the X Files music. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. All of a sudden, like the uh, the smoking man just kind of appears behind you and yeah. endorses the message. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know exactly enough, what they're talking about. Funny enough, because I had never seen the X-Files until we just started watching it a few months ago. Welcome to the club, my man. I know, right? Like, I was late to the party with, like, X-Files. I had never seen uh, Harry Potter until uh, we started dating. Never seen it. They're fun films. Um, what else? Um, shit. I mean, I didn't watch, you know, any, like, Gordon Ramsay. We've been watching a fuck ton of that. I didn't know. <laughs> like, I knew who he was in a roundabout way. But, like, I never seen Star Wars, never seen Star Trek. Like, I lived under a rock, apparently. <laughs> Dude, well, it, it, it kind of, like, cracks me up because, like, I also know that you have, like, randomly, like, really, like, nerdy influences and likes. Because, like, I know, like, as far as I remember, you still were, like, super into, like, Diablo 1 and 2. Yeah, bro, like, Diablo, like, Halo, like, Final Fantasy, like, Lord of the Rings, and I never seen Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, like three of the biggest <laughs> nerdy things. Never seen them. Nope. That's hilarious. What did you think of uh, Diablo Three? Funny enough, that's actually what I stream <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> Dude, what system do you play on? PC. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if you do PS4, I I literally got Diablo Three on my hard drive. I'll play with you, dude. I mean, I have it on the PS4 as well. <laughs> oh, we should play sometime. We can man. definitely co-op, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah! I will not turn that down. <laughs> I mean, Diablo Three is fun. I mean, it gets really repetitive. I mean, what video game doesn't get repetitive, honestly? But true, it's like the gearing process is really lame. Like you have six piece sets, and once you get them, like it just buffs one skill like ten thousand percent. So you'll go from like the easiest difficulty up to max difficulty like that. Like it's really goofy how it is. And it's like, once you get to a certain point, you're basically praying to God. Like, can I get that one drop to boost my stats? And you're just min maxing at that point. I feel it. I yeah. Feel it. I mean, D2, I started out with D2. I didn't play D1, you know, back in the day. But D2 was fucking amazing. I still wish my PC would play that game because I would play the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, Dude, you're taking me back to like you playing like Diablo 2 on like the computer and then like me playing like Call yeah. of Duty on the Xbox and just like gaming until like the wee hours of the morning. Like, I, I hope you know, like, especially with like podcasting and stuff like just the ability to riff that like i kind of taught myself in those moments just kind of like riffing with you is like skills that i use in my comedy to this day like that blade <laughs> yeah. was like kind of formed in that house that's why i have a lot of appreciation for it, my man bro like i yeah i still remember man like you would be playing the or uh you'd be playing like call of duty or fucking halo 3 i'd be over on the pc just doing something uh that night, I think the last time that we talked, actually, it was when your grandparents gave us their house for a week, and they went on a trip. Uh, I took my fucking uh, Nintendo GameCube, and I had Fire Emblem, and I was playing that. Fuck, I remember you playing Fire Emblem. I, yeah. I remember you playing Fire Emblem, and then I remember you spamming. 
I don't know which Final Fantasy it was, but it was a mini game on a Final Fantasy game. And I remember I came over a couple of times and you just it like build up stats or like gave you money or something, something like that. Yeah. And like you were just like spamming that mini game. And I was just like, that's actually how I got into Final Fantasy was watching you play that mini game. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I remember, bro, like we were supposed to go. I can't remember his last name. His name was Robert. Fuck. Hackett. Yes, Hackett. Yes. Dude, the kid who literally I think might have died. Did he really? I don't know. He like, I mean, obviously it could be like one of those things where like he just doesn't have social media and like because yeah. of that, like you don't exist. But like I I because like okay, I will come down see ooh, you're about to get can I get saucy on the pod for a sec? Get all saucy, bro. I'm all for the sauciness. I will now share on the pod because I've had a couple of listeners wonder why I left Columbus. Yeah. And it was all of those like dudes. And like, I can kind of tell you because you're like my friend and stuff like that. But basically like what happened is like Megan and I were dating for like two or three years. Yeah. And everybody moved up to Columbus and I was like, hell Yeah. Let's all start working on comedy, music, shit like that. We had already started to do some stuff. I had already like taught myself how to play guitar and was starting to write and shit like that. And we all got like this house and everything. And then over the course of like a year, every person in that house just like stopped being friends with everybody and just like Man. either people just like didn't hang out anymore or like, and like just weren't interested in creativity stuff or like, uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but my friend Shane, I think, yes, Shane, like Shane, like was a really cool dude, but like, he just got like sucked into like video games and would just like play them for like 40 hours a week. And like, I literally just like, I wasn't on the lease and like I had like a huge fight with like a couple of them and I just fucking left and moved back in with Megan. Wow. And then like six months later, we broke up. <laughs> so fuck, bro. Oh, dude, it's my life is especially as of late. I'll tell you about some stuff that happened off the pod. But like, yeah, dude, my life it's it sucks because like. I've gotten good at my craft and I've gotten like some like uh, lack of a better way to put it like clout. Like I I've got like I started doing digital art. Like my background is an example of one of my pieces. Yeah. I have pieces in Atlanta, Brooklyn and Paris right now. Damn. Yeah. I never thought to be like an artist. I was more music and comedy. Like, you know that from me, but started doing this two years ago and I've made more money in this shit than I have in music or comedy. Good for you, bro. That's fucking badass, man. I appreciate it. Nice. But uh hell yeah. I, I, I actually will pivot off of uh yeah, but I guess I guess in summation of that, after all of that stuff, I know I still Shane moved to Denver. Um, but Tackett, uh nowhere to be found. Um uh like to be honest, like the last time that I saw Tackett, he was like we had like a huge problem with him because like he moved up into the attic and then yeah. like he broke his air conditioner because he didn't stick it in the window. He stuck it on a chair and it just leaked water all over the floor. Cause he's why the fuck would you do that? He's a fucking idiot. What? But then, the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah. Dude, next to a $5,000 computer. <laughs> next to electrical equipment. <laughs> like, God. Chris literally walked upstairs and there was a power strip sitting in damp water. Jeez, or a damp man. carpet, excuse me. Lucky house didn't fucking catch fire, bro. For Nobody real. died. Like, For real. But like the last thing that I saw of him is like we had to kick him out of the living room because like we all came home and he was like basically hooking up with like this trashy chick on like the couch in the living room. We were just like, you're a fucking grown ass man. Go to your fucking bedroom with like this fucking bar skank that you just picked up. You fucking loser. Like gross. Like. Great. Now, great. We just we really wanted the leather couch to be tainted with gonorrhea and chlamydia. You're a nice guy, pal. Yeah, bro. Like, especially sharing a house with roommates. Like, don't fuck a girl on the couch, bro. Like, if it's your own house, like, all right, that's fine. But make sure you Lysol that shit when you're done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Lysol that and get some wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh dude it was so yeah Tackett for all i know could be dead um shane lives out in denver now actually he moved out there and uh daniel Harmon is a christian now is he um, really yeah yeah um i th- i think he <clears throat> I- i'm kind of putting these poor dudes on blast but like I mean, none of these, nobody knows who the, nobody knows who these people are. So not a big deal. And I'll, I'll believe the last names, but, uh, fucking, I, I think he had issues with alcoholism yeah. and I think that he really, cause he liked music too. He was all, he was actually in the beginning was probably the most productive out of all of us. And he, but he was also, there's a thing that happens in the creative community where, you get dudes that don't really get laid and then they start like writing songs. They get like a little band going or a little music project. They get a little bit of clout. And then like girls that would never pay attention to them before start fucking with them. And and this is on a local level. Like everybody thinks it's like national, but like the reality is, is like people are just really un for some dumb reason, really attracted to that type of thing. And like, you'll see like dudes like, have a music project for like a year or two super pretty girl comes along and they're not doing shows anymore yep <laughs> and like and it's just like done done <laughs> yep yep <laughs> that was their end game goal man to get the 100 oh, uh, bro 100 percent. yep <laughs> but uh speaking of we were talking i kind of mention music there like you you wanted to talk a little bit about um music stuff like that i do uh and just how trash you know like hip-hop and you know rap is nowadays versus you know back in the early you know 2000s when i feel that was when music overall like as a whole was at its peak was in the early you know the early to mid 2000s but once like the 2010s hit it kind of started like dipping and then now it's just trash like (laughs) it's really promoted like uh like for a very long time you had to really excel at your craft to get noticed and nowadays it does really seem like you know you throw some face tattoos you troll a little bit on instagram and get a little bit of clout and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm a rapper too check it out 
you know, I'm, I'm on the beats. Like, yeah, it's like if you have a simplistic beat and you have simplistic lyrics that the masses can absorb and it's like, it's easy, it's catchy, like, boom, you made it. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, if you have, if you have like complex lyrics, like, you're done, man. Like, you will not get any notoriety at all. See, this is why, like, here, so here's my theorem on this. Um, cause I was, I've been thinking about it and like, I, I respect your musical opinion a lot. Like, I mean, we've definitely spent a, just as much time talking about sports and video games. We've talked about fucking records and you know, all that different shit. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I like mainstream music nowadays is in a state of utter disarray. I mean, it's yeah. just the shit that gets pushed out is what is quality work is uh, it's so shitty. And like one of the things I think that is like a really negative impact of it is it like attunes these people into like thinking that that's good. So if something is complex or different or just, you know, out of the, the box or whatever, that's yep. automatically bad. Whereas I really do feel like in our, when we were kind of coming up the nineties, the two thousands, we were given all different types. I mean, you would yep. hear Slipknot on the radio and then you would hear a Britney Spears song. You would hear Eminem and then you would hear, you know, uh, uh, rage against the machine. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and you've got yep. this variety, you got all this different talent. And now it's just like, you know, 808s and like, I fucked her in the pussy. Uh, I had unprotected uh, solicited sex with like somebody who's questionably minor. Um, <laughs> I'm on an experimental hallucinogenic. They don't even have a name for it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Your boy is on that X387. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a workout thing, but in reality, I'm just ruining my brain by putting ice cream scoop holes into it. I will just say that 387 is copyrighted on this podcast. Yeah, if you fuckers make that, You're, you bet. That is trademarked. Junkhead, that is property of Junkhead. You can yeah, suck that's our property dicks. of Junkhead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what sparked this, like, because I've been talking to my girlfriend for the last week when you initially asked me to be on. I told her, I'm like, now I don't know where we're going to go with this. I don't know like what topics we're going to discuss, but like one of the ones I want to do is music because, you know, you're like, you're a musical person and a lot of the music I listen to, you know, you showed me and I walked into work the other day. I had never heard this song in my life and I wish I didn't. Um, you most definitely probably know you're, you've probably heard it. It's a uh, WAP by Cardi B. <laughs> These two girls in the back were playing this song three or four times. And one of my coworkers, he walked back there and he's like, why are you playing this shit? Like, turn the fucking song. Like, this, this song is trash. And somehow, some way, it got twisted to where he was a sexist because it was two women you know, rapping, and he said it was trash, and I was just like, no, this song is lyrically trash, like, you have women fighting to be, you know, seen as equals, and 
fighting to be on the same level field as men. And you're saying, I can't cook and I can't clean, but hey, my pussy's wet. Come fuck me. Like, <laughs> do you have any idea how toxic that shit is, bro? Like, do you have any idea? Oh, dude, it, I, ooh, I'm gonna I'm I'm hit this one because. Uh, the only good yeah. thing I can say, there was fucking parody songs off of this, and it was fucking hilarious. The oh, I'm fucking funny. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, something like that. I mean, you can just, you know, kind of eat alive with some, you know, parody or, you know, and all that fun stuff. But yeah. like, I love that they, you know, the two women in this situation construed this gentleman as sexist for saying that this song was shitty when... Oh. I hate to be the one to tell you this, ladies, but there are actually females that make good rap. Like, yeah. this is kind of spitting in the face of people like, I don't know, Erica Badu and Lil' Kim and Missy Elliott and uh, a name, fuck. A name a uh, lot of people might not know, Snow the Product is a fucking beast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Snow the Product. That girl can fucking, fucking spit, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snow like, the Product, um, Lil' Sims from the UK. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. Yeah, like there's Just women like, out there that can legitimately rap, and then you have trash posing rappers like Cardi B and fucking Nicki Minaj that are garbage, but they're pushed the fucking mainstream, and they're like, yeah, these are the best women rappers alive. Like, not really. Like, Missy Elliott would wipe the floor with these fucking girls. For like, real. Oh, like my this, God. Lauren Hill. Like getting huh? a hold of them and just fucking oh my god! Right. Like when I think of rap, bro. Like I still go back to the days of when you and I would just get a pack of cigarettes. We'd be out late at night. We would get in the Subaru, roll those windows down, and we have atmosphere playing in the fucking car. And we would just smoke cigarettes and just drive. That's all we did. Just go on a random cruise session. If we get lost, fuck it. We'll fill up the car with gas and find our way back. <laughs> it's, uh, dude, I that that was such good times. And like, yeah, no, I mean, like atmosphere was like such a good example of like, you know, like what quality rap can be. Uh, speaking of like guys of that era, have you ever listened to why with a question mark? I have not. If you like Atmosphere, I would highly recommend checking them out. They, they it's actually the dude's from Cincinnati. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's actually like a little Jewish dude from Cincinnati. It's pretty hilarious. Um, wow, that's kind of random, honestly. For real, for <laughs> real. His name's like Yoni Wolf or something like that. It's like the most like Jewish kind of stereotype that you could really like put on the guy. It's all there. Um, but yeah, he does kind of like the, the kind of indie rap that atmosphere, uh, would put out. And like, I just like, I, I hear, like, I will say this as far as in music, I think because the mainstream is shitty and it's created just this schlock of bad material, I think that the underground, has gotten way stronger in the last 10 years, mostly by, because they have to. And they yeah. kind of had to fill a void. But 
I don't think a lot of these artists should be underground. I don't think that like, and and like I mean, obviously there is like you know the new thing where like, I mean you've got like indie rock bands saying they're underground, but all that means to them is that they make forty k a year as opposed to four hundred k. It's like yeah, you're still doing pretty well, man. Like, oh fuck you know. yeah. Um, but the underground mainstream or the under excuse me the underground music i think has put themselves in a position where they know that they have to be the alternative to what is popular right now and all that shit and um I've already decided I'm going to make you like a playlist with like a bunch of like underground bands and shit like that. Bro, just to. I'm, I'm so down with that, bro. I will always listen to new music, man. Oh, hell yeah. Well, and like, if you haven't gotten the chance, enjoy that Power Trip record, bro. It's fun. Bro, like, I started it. And then once we started playing Fortnite, like, I just turned it off. And then, because we were playing duos at the time, so uh-huh. it was kind of hard to hear with, like, the music and the TV going. So I haven't gotten around to listening to it completely, but I definitely intend on, you know, finishing the album. For sure. I I think you'll enjoy it because it's 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 very much 80s-era Metallica-inspired, like, thrash, but it's, like... It's a little bit more punk. There's not as much like clean vocals, which I don't think that you will be the biggest fan of, but the guitar work and especially like how like it's like metal, but at times it it just gets real head Bobby. And like, I I highly recommend like, um, especially if you're like working out or doing some kind of physical activity, just press play on the first track put that shit in your headphones and then like go lift weights and you'll want to kill somebody. I better not go to planet fitness then. Cause I'll make the fucking lunk alarm go off when I get loud in there. I'm sitting there grunting and yelling. Wait, hold on. What is the lunk alarm? I got to know about this. Yeah. It's like if somebody goes in the gym at planet fitness, because they're all about like they cater to everybody. So they don't want like, they call it gym intimidation. If you come in like, wearing a muscle shirt or you have like a big jug of water or like if you yell when you lift like this light will start spinning and you'll just hear it's like a tornado alert bro and it's called the (laughs) lunk alarm and like it puts the focus on the person grunting so then everybody just looks at him (laughs) (laughs) see i i want to go in as like a huge fat guy in disguise and then do all of those characteristics. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the lunk alarm. That's fucking amazing. I, yeah, I do. I, I do get that. Cause like, I've, I've definitely like worked out in gyms where like, you kind of have like the asshole bros and shit like that. Yeah. The dude um, that stands in front of the mirror looking at his fucking biceps, like, bro, no one's impressed. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> that's my favorite dude. Because like, what I love about that guy, like specifically like the super buff, like gym guy is <laughs> his whole thing. is just like, it's, it's all about the hard work. You go in there and you put a hundred percent effort. And it's just all this like jargon that like they've picked up from like 
those like lad bible like social media accounts and shit like that yeah. but like my favorite thing about them is that they never can come to terms with the fact of like science has removed all need for you being that big a long time yeah. ago this yeah. is all your ego this is just and like fine you're allowed to do what you want but yep. like, don't make it like it's like some spiritual experience and like your higher power because like you can bench 450. It's like, no, you're just a guy who didn't realize that science has happened. Right. It's like, I'm sure your fucking balls are the size of a fucking pea too. All <laughs> yeah. the fucking steroids you're pumping in your body. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit, dog. Have fun walking sideways through door frames. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like whenever i would go to the gym like i would just do cardio or like i would either get on the treadmill or be on a bike like i don't give a fuck about lifting weights i don't give a shit like size is overrated bro for real like it's not 1990 no one gives a shit how big your fucking guns are like <laughs> for for real dude like it's it's a totally different type of like <laughs> athleticism that you're supposed to have nowadays because like i mean i just in like my experience you know with like women like as far as like you know i mean i know that there are ladies that like the big biceps and stuff like that but i nowadays it seems like men, women are more into the abs and like you know being skinny but like you got a, a muscular you have definition but you're not like oh like that yeah being a woman underneath a man has got to be a lot, but like being a woman underneath like one of those super buff dudes where it's like I'm suffocating on your pectoral, like, like yeah, <laughs> like if a woman was to lay on your chest, bro, and you have a peck like that, how comfortable is that? Like, <laughs> I know if I was a female, I would not want to lay on a fucking peck that's like hard as fuck. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not saying the guy needs to have, like, man boobs, but, like, a little flab isn't bad. Like, that yeah. gives me a little bit of cushion there I can lay on. There, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, like, to be mad real, like, I mean, I've cuddled up next to skinny broads, and, like, that shit hurts after a while. You wake up with, like, bruises because of fucking hip bones in your leg, and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> What, what, what is this? Like, I feel like I've been cuddling a skeleton for six hours. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for anybody, bro. For real. Yeah. You're laying next to me, and I'm feeling like I can take the spoon and create a xylophone with your rib cage there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's just not... It's just not right, bro. It, it's it's a it's a wild thing because like I there's so much like I'll, I'll I've been saucy the whole pod. I'm not gonna stop myself now, but like nah, bro. North Side. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> North Side is an area that's around here, and it's like a very artistic community. A lot of punks, but also a lot of hipsters, hippies, just art all in general. Hell yeah. Uh, but the punk kids are like, and it's it's hilarious because a lot of them are like trust fund punks. A lot of them are like kids whose like parents like are like high up at like GE or Johnson and Johnson, yeah. and like they're dressed like a homeless person. And it's like I don't know what you're really trying to get at here, but you know, 
I, I, and like, I've had some people like, well, they're just living their life. And it's like, I understand that they're living in their life, but I don't like the fact that like poverty and like living poorly is a trend for you. Yeah, that's it's kind of insulting to real poor people. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like that's... the guy who does dress like that for real doesn't want to do it. <laughs> no, no. Like, why? It's like you're basically celebrating poverty. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Society is just sometimes just fucked, bro. Like, hundred percent. Oh, but the uh, the point is like uh, I've got sidetracked, but like there's so many of these Northside trust fund punk kids that like also smoke meth, and it's like, dog, you, you are biting off more than you can chew with that. <laughs> like, cause like you'll go to shows and like you'll just see, you'll be like, that's not weed. That's chemically. That is no, 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 no. And it's weird because in the same punk scene, they also have like, and well, I shouldn't say it's weird, but like, like most punk scenes, like you also have the straight edge punks. So you have a shit ton of that. And that's like Northside cracks me up because you go to a punk show and it's like half the room is fucking high on meth, drunk on like, 50 cent a can beer and just like ready to just fight or fuck anything in sight and then <laughs> the other punks are like sober in the corner just like quiet not talking to people and like <laughs> just like like sometimes you'll see them reading a book at the show and you're just like okay, wow like, <laughs> like what do you read a book on a roller coaster too like come on bro real like come on fucking lips them, crack a smile <laughs> fuck yeah please like you're at a rock show at least make it look like you're enjoying yourself can you throw up your fucking devil horns like can you do something yeah. <laughs> like can you air guitar yeah. fuck like you're crimping my vibe man you're... dude it, it happened to like a uh, uh friend of a friend's band where like they had gathered some social media clout so people thought that they were way bigger than what they were and then somebody like did like a panoramic of like the band on stage and then like pan towards the crowd and like nobody's paying attention to the show there's like people in the corner on their cell phones and shit (laughs) it was one of the dickest things I've ever seen but it was so funny (laughs) Because they like put it out, they were like, "I thought you guys were huge." Like, wow, <laughs> they better be lucky. The singer's not Axl Rose; he'd have thrown them all out. <laughs> Just start a fight with people. Yeah, real. <laughs> oh shit, dude! I, I this is a random side thought, completely random. But all this, like you know, band stuff and music talk, makes me think of. Uh, there's a guy in our town called Vampire Weekend at Bernie's. That's his band name, I swear to God. Vampire Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a nice little, like, I think it's a portmanteau of Vampire Weekend and Weekend at Bernie's. That's exactly what I thought of, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, and it is, it's 
music, and I'm using my quotes here very heavily because <laughs> in reality, it's just like Steven like pressing play on like laptop beats. Yeah. And then him like in like a dress that's cut way too short with like nothing on underneath. So like level five scrotum we're talking. Here. Oh, man. And he's just like, he's just like, the podcast, the podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but I'll kind of like perform how, or I'll kind of show you, but he's just kind of like, oh, oh, I went to the store, got chlamydia, got chlamydia, got chlamydia, went to the store and got gonorrhea, gonorrhea from my dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dad gave me AIDS. Oh, I love him. So it's just shit like that for like 30 minutes. And like there's dicks flopping everywhere. And, and like he'll like buy shots for like the whole crowd. So everybody's fucking wasted, just like losing their mind to what <laughs> seems like a music act that came out of like the Tim and Eric universe. Like, so Steven, and I don't know how he did this, managed to get a U2 cover band to book him at like a thousand plus show. Wow. So, that gives me hope that I might be able to be a musician, bro. Bro. Like, I might be able you, to make it if I actually try. You got to believe in yourself, dude. Man. You got to believe. Because he came out to those fucking YouTube fans and did his entire acts like that. Wow. And they're Thanks. like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, people are running from the fucking crowd and like <laughs> screaming, and, like, like some lady passed out. Like, it was fucking amazing. So they, they got the the treatment to see his dong while he was performing. <laughs> at like at like an art center. Like wow. not at like a, not at like a music club, like a like like a place where like they have like symphonies on the weekend. Oh man, <laughs> that is so fucked. <laughs> oh lord. Well, Every time I don't. I don't think they'll be trying to uh, book him for any more shows. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think it, he's on the permanently banned list. Yeah. <laughs> he's he gone. He gone. Another <laughs> random fun thing about it is he has diabetes, so like. With seeing level five scrotum, you'll also see that little like diabetes like like box thingy that they have to keep on their waist for their insulin, and you'll see yeah, that yeah, flopping yeah. around at the oh show. <laughs> <laughs> That's just oh man, oh <laughs> man. That's just that's gonna be a fucked up image that I go to bed like. That's gonna give me nightmares. I apologize, bro. Like, I apologize. <laughs> that's like working in a like a warehouse for the first time, and you just hear like the forklift reverse noise, or you get a job at McDonald's the first day, and you hear the fucking beeping noise. I'm just gonna see a guy like dancing around and his dick just flopping. Be <laughs> 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 like, well, <laughs> that's a that's I. 
you know, in, in, in a, a small sense, I, you know, really do want to take credit for my work there, but I do feel bad that I put that image in your head. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, I, shit. Should, I should empty out the dream catcher. Maybe that'll uh, catch, <laughs> catch my nightmare. Just meeting up with like a Native American, like, I need this one specifically. Can you get that one out? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna heat up the uh heat up some like lavender and we're gonna like take it around the fucking bed and just take it around my head. I'm just gonna close <laughs> my eyes and just smell this. Like I need my mind to be zen. <laughs> Everything yeah, just like the Bush song, everything's zen, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my dude, is there uh anything else that you wanted to bring up on the pod? I mean, this is a subject that, like, I kind of debate every now and then with people at work. Like, I feel like it's the people, like, I feel like it's young people that are literally, like, dumb as fuck. I shouldn't say, no, I shouldn't say dumb as fuck. When you brought up, like, the Jordan documentary and, you know, we're talking about the NBA, it just makes me think, like, if you could say, who is the GOAT? Is it MJ or is it LeBron? Who's the goat? I would say six says a lot, bro. Six says a lot. And I, I think LeBron is a hell of a basketball player. Obviously he's a freak athlete. I mean, that that block in the, the NBA championships, all you got to prove on that one. But to be mad real about it, he wasn't likable for a very long time. And the only reason why people around here liked him is because he was from Ohio. And it was that, oh, hometown boy thing. Yeah. But, like, we all know he's a fucking prima donna. I mean, if you watch that fucking finals, you know, I mean, watching him flop on the ground for every fucking foul that he could get. Yeah, that. And people bang on, like, soccer players for flopping and rolling around. Yes, I'm looking at you, Neymar Jr., Uh, like basketball players take it to a whole nother level like that's why when people are like man i love james harden i'm like fuck james harden he's a bum like he handles the ball for 25 seconds he just dribbles by the three-point line and if you just breathe on him bro he flops down like he's getting three free throws like i fucking hate james harden like i cannot stand him I was so glad when he, because like he's getting older, and I thought for a second that they were going to do a little run in the playoffs. But like, yeah. I was so glad when they lost. I was like, yes, another I, year. Yeah, like I pulled really hard for Houston when they had CP3 and they had Golden State on the fucking ropes. Like they were up three to two in the series. And then as soon as CP3 got hurt, like it was done. It was a wreck. Yeah. Like I wanted to see Chris Paul get a ring so bad. And then. I just see James Harden. It's like, yeah, he has 50 points this game, but he shot 65 times and he made like 20 shots. Like, that's awful. That's a terrible fucking stat line. He had like 30 free throws. <laughs> this is a very specific reference for me and Cody only, but those are Zach Inglefield playing basketball numbers. For real. <laughs> like that was our like green and basketball offense was like give the ball to zach give the ball to zach give the ball to zach pick him give the ball to zach (laughs) man i just i can't 
I just can't defend that, bro. Like, I just don't like James Harden at all. I know people love Russell Westbrook because he puts up, you know, all these triple doubles, but it's like, what is he accomplishing when playoff time rolls around and he's fucking tired? Like, he's tired from playing like the Tasmanian devil. Like, triple doubles now are like the be-all, end-all. Like, you don't have a triple double, you're a bum. It's so crazy. Russell Westbrook dude. is such a toxic teammate, man. That Thunder team with him and Kevin Durant, James Harden, like Serge Ibaka, like they never won anything. As stacked as they were. As stacked as they were, that's – I don't get it. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's a scrub. He's not a scrub, but fuck me, man. He's not – he's not like a top player if I had to name one. Yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. He He's like in the class of player for me who like – like you said, like does extremely well in the postseason and whatever reason it may be, just dies a hard death in the playoffs. And yeah. like you're looking at him, especially if you're a fan of that team, you're just looking at him like, when are you going to kick on, man? When you when you when, when are you going to do your thing that you've been doing the whole yep. year? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's my main beef when people are like the completely different sport, but. People's like, man, Lamar Jackson's this great quarterback. It's like, nah, bro, he's really not. Like, he's a great athlete. He's a tremendous athlete. He's, you know, wow, he ran for 1,500 yards as a quarterback, and he threw for 2,000 or 3,000. Yeah, good luck in 10 years holding up with that, bro. Like, if Cam Newton, like, let's put this into perspective. Like, if running the football as much as Cam Newton did got him hurt, and he's like 6'6", 250, like, Big motherfucker. Like, Lamar Jackson's, like, 6'3", a buck 80 wet. Like, oh, they're going to – Like, 10 – like, 10 good, like, like solid, powerful hits from a linebacker who's, like, 6'5", yeah. 260. Oh, he's done, dude. He's going to be a fucking bag of bones. Yeah, and it's like, you got to keep in mind, bro, like, you're playing in the AFC North. Like, you got the Cleveland defense. You got the Steeler defense. Like, you're in cold weather. You're going to get fucking just destroyed. For real. That's a recipe for disaster. Baltimore basically has three running backs, but one of their running backs can throw the ball. (laughs) That's basically (laughs) what they have. (laughs) (laughs) And I know there's there's probably a listener to your podcast that's like, yeah, he's just some salty-ass Browns fan piece of shit. It's like, nah, bro. Like, I'm I'm being 100% real. Like, Lamar Jackson is not – a franchise quarterback. Like when I think of franchise quarterback, I think of like, you know, Drew Brees or yeah, somebody like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Andrew Luck before the Colts got him killed and he had to retire. <laughs> oh my God. They, everybody's so mean to that guy. <laughs> like no credit with the fact that the Colts raped that dude for so yeah. long. I will never forget because I was at a concert that night uh, me, Matt Morgan, his brother Alex, and um, Matt's girlfriend Alexis. We were at a fucking Iron Maiden show. And I was standing beside Alex. And he was on Twitter. And he was like, no fucking way. And he hit me with his elbow. And I looked over and said, Andrew Luck is retired. Like, it was so random. I spent the rest of that show just on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck happened? 
Like, it's unfortunate, too, because I don't think a lot of fans give him the credit or the appreciation that he deserves because you've seen the Colts without him. You've seen the Colts with him. He carried the Colts when he was there. Bro, I will go on record. Bro, I will go on record right now. We wouldn't have – as soon as Peyton Manning left, if it wasn't for uh, fucking Andrew Luck, we would have automatically went into the fucking toilet. He's the only thing that kept that place like mildly good for the time that it is. And like, yeah, honestly, dude, like mad real. It would not surprise me if like the Colts became the new Browns. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. It's like, look at who you have now. It's like, you have Philip rivers. Like, why are you getting an old fucking statue? Like Philip rivers. You can't fucking move. Dude, all of this shit is like Bengals 90s like front office moves. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> I just I don't get it. I don't get it, man. This guy's uh 35 and uh has really struggled his entire career. Put the franchise tag on him. We believe this is our future. We will invest everything into this. Yeah, I mean, it's so silly. Like I don't understand it because the Colts have a great fucking defense. Like they have T.Y. Hilton, who's a stud. Like, I love T.Y. Hilton as a wide receiver. Uh, they got Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, stud running back. I love the guy. And then you got Phillip Rivers. Just just old and not cursing. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, like, I remember watching the Colton Browns two weeks ago. And we were sitting there, and I told my girlfriend, because the Colts were driving the field. I'm like, you watch. Phillip Rivers is going to turn the ball over. And sure as shit. He turned the ball over. It was like right on cue. It was like when it was like when Tony Romo's with Dallas. Like you knew when it was going to happen. You knew it. I hate the Eagles. I don't like any Pennsylvania team at all. I fucking hate Philadelphia sports teams. But like, how can you not give Carson Wentz credit at all? It's like if you look at the roster, he's throwing to like deck chairs. Like <laughs> he's throwing to bums off practice squads. Well, and, and like, give the man, you know, like, in agreement with you, like, you got to give the man, uh, you know, some credit. Being like a major sports figure in Philadelphia just sounds like suicide. Those people are fucking animals, dog. Yeah. I mean, that's the same city that booed Santa Claus and threw snowballs at him. Like, like Philadelphia even hates Santa Claus. Like, Philadelphia is a bunch of fucking hotheads. <laughs> oh, dude, I I have gotten lucky enough to be able to like uh, go over a few times, and there is the it's such a specific fucking vibe over there because it's like you want to go see them Eagles? <laughs> Let's go down to Wawa and we'll get a sub, and then we'll go see them Eagles, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? And you're like, you don't like them Eagles? <laughs> and you're like, I no, I'm from Ohio you're queer aren't you <laughs> no what the fuck are you talking well if yes. you don't like them eagles <laughs> yes because the state that i'm from dictates if i'm queer or not yeah <laughs> you got me bro philadelphia shout out for producing city rednecks you're one of a kind <laughs> <laughs> somehow managed to like drop trailer parks in the middle of like the cultural arts center this is the city of brotherly love bro and they do this shit the The city that like is so obsessed with rocky that they think he's a real person 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so silly. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't go to Philly and get a Philly cheesesteak. I would love a Philly cheesesteak. Hey, that's that's always the exception. Those but Philadelphia fans are assholes. <laughs> I mean, this is also the same city that booed Donovan McNabb because he's black. Dude, like, are you dude. Fucking, are you <laughs> oh my god, I, I forgot about the black part because <laughs> I know that they like did it like for dumb reasons, but I forgot. Yeah, like they... when the fucking Eagles drafted Donovan McNabb from Syracuse in like '97, they fucking booed him. They're like. We don't want this black guy leading our team. Like, are you fucking serious? I'm sorry, but that is like Donovan McNabb is... is a fucking beast. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Oh man, we just torch Philadelphia. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia's gonna be hunting us down. It's funny you brought up like the mumble rappers because, like, have you noticed that they they like cool things? Like, like, have you seen Lil Uzi Vert and like Lil Uzi Vert's favorite, like favorite musician ever is Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Fucking I, I don't know who I was listening to the other day, but like, oh, Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry was like in a in a in a in an interview. He's a pretty good rapper. He's he's pretty slick. You might want to check his stuff out, especially the uh, the album with Kenny Beats. And he made like a whole like anime to go along with it. It's oh. pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, fucking I, sick. I can get on board with an anime, bro. I can get on board with that. Honestly, bro, like take like 30 minutes because it's only like a 30-minute album, but just watch the, the movie of it. It's pretty fucking legit. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like an old school like Samurai Jack episode. Hell yeah. It, it's pretty sick. But uh yeah, Denzel Curry in an interview was like talking about how like his favorite bands are like nirvana and like marilyn manson and like green day and like he likes slipknot a lot like he was basically like they were like what's the music that inspires you and it was all rock groups and they were like do you like rap and he was just like i mean it's all right i guess it's huh. like okay okay all right <laughs> i mean i can appreciate that <laughs> for real i can appreciate yeah. that <laughs> Dude, he uh he's got some like he's got some funny ass shit. Uh like the one like I'm not even like a a, a Marvel guy, but there's this like random offline uh that he does in this song. Like it's like on one hand I'm a deal dope, on the other hand I'm a pharaoh or something like that. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun diamonds on me no thanos oh and i was like oh okay okay all right i see you over there mr curry (laughs) yeah like rap like that bro like i love like like i appreciate you know like people that can chop when they rap, like chopping is a style that I definitely like. I love listening to it. Like, I just can't wrap my head around how people can rap so fucking fast. And I'm yeah. sitting here like I get tongue tied just looking at the lyrics. I'm just like, oh, done, <laughs> bro. You know who spits like, like new guy that spits like really fast rap. You ever listen to like Joiner Lucas? 
a little bit. Dude, his like remix of uh, Gucci Gang by Lil Pump, where he just like destroyed that song 10 times harder than Lil Pump <laughs> did. Like, <laughs> I mean, speaking of Lil Pump, talk about a dude who like seemed. <sighs> He seems like a wind-up doll for, like, cheap sex and face tattoos. <laughs> and poorly constructed rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have not seen that. Uh, I have not seen that guy, uh, like, pictures of him or anything. Oh, bro. Let's, let's, uh, for the last part of this episode, let's just make fun of some SoundCloud rappers. Because I'm going to pull some up and we can just start making fun of people. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man. <clears throat> this is going to be so much fun. I'm so stoked on this. <laughs> All right. We still got Michael Jordan Hitler mustache. Uh yeah, let's go a little pump first. Oh my god. <laughs> what in the actual fuck is this? It looks like a termite had hair dye. Oh my god. Like- <laughs> Like, like, look at that. It's so stupid looking. Look at those glasses, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? And of course, he has to have the fucking grill to be the ultimate tool bag. Yeah. yeah. Can't go without the fucking gold grill sipping a Capri Sun. <laughs> so, okay, so you have that. Uh, let's see. Uh... Yo, low key though, I do appreciate those two tattoos that he has on his like his neck. He has a Tom tattoo, like the Tom and Jerry cat. He has. Tom. Oh yeah, you know, I've seen the fucking Powerpuff Girl tattoo, bro. Like low key, Powerpuff Girls are fucking awesome. Oh like, yeah, right like, there. No, like, don't even try and roast me for that, listeners. No, the Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls, Girls are, are shit. shit. <laughs> That's uh, what is it? Uh, Jerry Buttercup. Well, the the writer of that show, he did like Dexter's Lab too, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's solid, man. He's solid. But yeah, so okay, so we got this is our here's him wearing what looks to be a training bra, isn't that cute? Pretty hot. Hell yeah. (laughs) Get dick get dick down, bro. So we got all right. Uzi's not as bad, but oh excuse me. He no, Uzi's has. nowhere near as bad as uh, the guy L- you just showed, Lil Pump. Yeah. Yeah, he's nowhere near as bad. This is the dude that's heavily inspired by Marilyn Manson. Okay. I can appreciate that because Marilyn Manson's a fucking smart motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I think it's both Denzel Curry and... No, I think it might be just Lil Uzi Vert, but yeah. And you can kind of like see it in like, because his, his, his uh, style is way more like 90s hip hop. Although you can kind of see like in this pic where it's like, it's almost like a BDSM outfit he's got on. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got some weird stuff. All right, but then we'll go to <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy. God. <laughs> is that real like is that shitty tattoo real yes that looks awful <laughs> and like, frank on the side of his that? face why 
like I know my tattoos, like people could see them and be like, wow, man, those tattoos are shitty. But it's like, bro, I would never get a picture of like anybody on my face. <laughs> like, especially somebody that I don't even personally have any connection with. <laughs> You're not like, even Jewish. Like, why the fuck? <laughs> Like, I don't understand, like, the Anne Frank tattoo, and then he has, like, his gun pointed at his face. Like, I don't get that. (laughs) I don't get the whole tough guy pointing the gun at a fucking tattoo of a girl on your face while giving us double fucking birds. Like, (laughs) you're not – what are you trying to prove here? Oh, my God. Here's a – this is – this picture's actually with Lil Uzi Vert. Oh God! You've seen Lil Uzi Vert before, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is this is just double trouble of awful shit right there. Just Jesus, Jesus. And it's, and it's rappers like this that's why raps in the fucking shithole that it's been in for two decades. Like rappers like that, fucking awful. hundred percent. Oh my 100%. God, man. Like, I don't know if it's just pure nostalgia for me or if it's genuinely, like, that much better. But 2000s rap and hip-hop, bro, I just cannot, like, I can't get enough of it. Ah, I 100% feel it, dude. Like, like look at, look at, what, like, like, look at Young Thug that we're looking at right now. Like, it's, it's all, like, prima donna, like, dudes who, like, obviously could model if they wanted to. yeah. And it's just like, like I mean, I mean to be mad real about it, that shit sucked when it happened to rock and roll. Where like you would see bands where it's like, oh, these guys are all entertainers; they're not like rockers or like musicians. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what this is with rap, where it's just like, this is this is just a guy who could clearly have a career in modeling, but decided to be a rapper. Yeah, yeah. There's also the guy. Have you seen? Let me let's see if they see if they have it here. I'm sure they do. Yeah, bro. Like he legitimately could just model. Like, yeah, hundred percent. He hundred percent can be a model. Like, like I don't even care how it makes me like sound when I say it, but he honestly like. Doesn't look bad in that dress, bro. No, like, not he at pulls, all. He, like, he pulls, pulls it off. off. Like, like he there, looks- there's a great photo shoot where like it's like a character that he did where he like goes in disguise as a woman, but there's an AK-47 under the dress. <laughs> and there's like a there's like a it's like a video, but like he flips the dress open and like start pulls the gun out and starts shooting. It's kind of wild. <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking uh Definitely pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I will give Young Thug credit. Like I think he is a little bit better than like the most, uh, just because I think he kind of he's like very different, so he kind of had to earn his way. But like at the same time, he is also somebody who just like like we were saying, like could clearly just be a pretty dude in a dress in a fashion show. Yeah. No, absolutely. Bro, like, um, like Tennessee, like you know you already know it's like a red state like 
it's really Republican down here. Uh -huh. Like, um, when we went to uh, Ocean Isle Beach uh, back last year on Christmas, um, we got a, it was like a couple's massage. And then, you know, like we got a mani and pedi and we got our nails painted. Like, bro, I have no fucking shame. Like, not even, bro. not even a month ago, I asked my girlfriend, I'm like, you know, just paint my nails. Like, I'm bored. Just paint my toenails. <laughs> Feel it, bro. Like, well, and like, I'll go on record too. Manny Petties are the shit, man. Like, bro. like they, they uh, get your, get your hands all nice and like yeah. shit taken care of. And like, yeah. Oh, dude. Like there, there's some, so I will go on record on the pod. There's some stuff that is like quote unquote traditionally female that like I found out about kind of like the way you did like through girlfriends and shit like that. And I'm like, no, nah, that shit rules. I want to do that shit. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. So she has this thing. It's like wipe, like scrub your nail with the blue side. And then you go to the gray side and then the white side to like buff it. Like we were just sitting watching TV one night and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to buff my nails, whatever. And then when you're done, like they're shiny as fuck. I'm like, yeah, I can get down with shiny and smooth nails. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Shit looks good. Shit looks I have good. zero shame, bro. <laughs> I, I feel it, man. I, I, um, I really like the, um, when you go to uh, like a, a salon and they have like the, this is going to sound really gay, but they have the full facial treatment yeah. where like 16 black guys come in. I mean, I'm um, sorry. Um, and uh, <laughs> you said but no. facial and then 16 black guys. Just straight up fucking bukkake at the salon. <laughs> it was like it was like one of the it like Asian flutes and like those little like water fountains and then just like I don't know like the offensive and defensive line of the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just me looking into camera like I'm so scared. I don't know if I think I want to go to college. Like <laughs> <laughs> but uh no like when they do like the full like face mask and like the the cucumbers over the eyes and put the liquids on and stuff oh that shit your skin feels great you you're shiny you look nice like um i see i i part like learned it from like women like in like dating like ladies and stuff like that over the years but like my grandfather was like he was very much inspired by like old school Italian machismo yeah. and like in that old school world, like you I make met sure this grandpa before. So I know which one you're talking about. Grandpa David Bost. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, you, yeah, you've, I remember it because I think, uh, I think you went with, uh, like me and like my whole side of my family, like my dad's side to like that bar. Yeah. Like I think you met like my uncle and shit over. Yes. Yeah. God, that's a, that's a long time ago. That's what um, I mean, bro. Like it's good to reconnect with you, my man. It's good. To I know. Like I legitimately like no bullshit. Like I honestly, cause me and Matt Morgan talked about it all the fucking time because we're like, bro, we can't get a hold of Cameron. And I would try and find you on like Facebook. I would try like everything. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I think he died. Like, I haven't talked to him. I don't know. 
And one day my mom ran into your mom at the store. And she said that you lived in, like, this was back when you were still in Columbus. And, like, she got Tasha's number. And when she came back home, she started talking to her. And later that day, uh, me and Casey were talking. And I'm like, bro, I haven't, like, I cannot find, you know, Cameron anywhere. And he's like, bro, I got his number right here. I'm like, dude, like can you give me his number? Like, I want to shoot him a text. And then he gave me your number. And then I eventually wound up finding you on Facebook. I'm like, bro, I haven't talked to this guy in 12 years. <laughs> like, well, and, and I, I love like, just kind of like drop back in as if nothing had happened. You're right. Right. <laughs> solid, solid fucking chap. This guy is, uh, folks um he's he's a good he's a good chap and uh i know our listeners uh, appreciate folks like that um you know honestly the best episodes of this pod and i've had like my listeners tell me like i is like me either like connecting with somebody new and creating a new friendship or i've had like a few old friends on and um you know reconnecting with them and kind of doing all that shit so th- this uh it's it's been it's it's a place where I wanted to be funny and I kind of wanted to have because this is my creative project so I kind of liked having like final cut say and all that fun stuff on everything. Yeah. And also a way to connect with new people but to connect with old people like and like to kind of show them what i can do on the microphone because like to in you know like like we were talking about it earlier with like tackett and stuff but in like me too like you know like i i never really i didn't have a facebook for a super long time and then i like at because that's what happened is i just like megan and i deleted our facebooks because it was just got it on our nerves and we just i never had any social media after that yeah and like i just brought it back like eventually a couple years down the road i eventually you know came back online or whatever but it is i know the feeling of like when somebody's not online they're like completely fucking gone and I've been like, there's some stuff like of me online, like doing stand up and like playing music. And I've got like, I played bass on a uh, an album. It's on Bandcamp, uh, Cloud Shroud on Bandcamp. You folks can check that out if you like. Boom. Um, and then I have my Amor Secret project, uh, which is just like me making stuff with like a beat maker and stuff. But I didn't really, to put it simply, after all of that. Um, I didn't really have a way to show the people that I cared about that I, a way to show them that like I had honed my craft at this and I had gotten really good at writing jokes and being funny on the spot. And like, I think anybody who knew me kind of knew that that was always within me. Yeah. And like, you know, was like, yeah, I could, I could totally see that. But it's kind of like uh, it's like a, it's a reference to do a callback to what we were talking about earlier. Like I, I think that I kind of forged the blade in your 
like that little room where we would just kind of play video games for endless hours. Yeah. And with a couple other things, but I think it really, especially the vibe of this podcast was really that trying to capture that and that, that vibe. Um, but to take the skills that I kind of work there and like have sharpened them into a sharper blade and have gotten good at it. And I'm not even surprised that like you do a podcast now because back in high school, like you just had like the personality you had, like just who you are. Like I could see you doing a podcast. Like I'm not surprised one bit. <laughs> I'm really not. Bro. And I'm not we, just like, you know, saying it's like, yeah, man, totally knew it. But no, yeah, I, I, like, I, I am not surprised. <laughs> I, I feel it, dude. I um, I appreciate that, man. And I, I, you know, I don't want you to ever think that, like, you know, I, I didn't care about you or anything like that. I just, nah, bro, just, nah. I just started chasing a dream. But like, you're, you always got a place in my heart, dude. Don't ever forget that. You always have one of mine, my man. <laughs> appreciate you, dude. Hell yeah. But on, but on that note, we're gonna close out the podcast. I'm going to do this last little bit here. We usually like to close out junk kid and not slip into this cowboy character out here on the prairie. Let me tell you something. I fucked 37 chickens and 18 cows in a 48 hour period. My dick's rawer than a goddamn chicken leg. Even looks like one too. A little, little wing down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was out in the pasture. I was looking down. I see. We got ourselves. I mean, it's popped up in this pasture quite a bit. It's a bald eagle. But it's got an afro. This ain't bald. It's a fucking liar. I don't like him. He keeps promoting progressive politics. And quite frankly, in the valley, that's just not of our liking. So I pulled out my Cole 45 the way Afro Man does. Look out. There's something in that eagle's talons. Son of a bitch. How in the hell did it manage to pick up Donald Trump by the ankles and fly him across this goddamn valley? You could... You can see his hair's flopped out and it's like all one piece that is like all on one side that he just kind of like flips over. It's kind of like a blanket, but if his head was the bed, it's, it's, it's just crazy. And I look down and he's going to drop off Pence right on top of a naked Mike Pence. He's going to drop Trump right on top of Naked Mike Pence. And Donald Trump going to have sex with Mike Pence's starfish. You usually don't see those in the valley, but I'll tell you what. He's got one that's got a brown eye bigger than your goddamn head. I'll tell you what. My man can fit a whole goddamn basketball in that fucker. Jesus Christ. Everybody knows that when two Republican men fuck, if one of them comes inside of another, the baby that comes out is pro-life and hates women. This is a serious problem. I might want to get my hunting rifle. 
And on that note, folks, Junkhead is out.